Um, I don't even know what this episode is going to be about. Like, what the title should be, what the theme should be, scripture, nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I just know I got a lot to say. And... First of all, one thing I want to say, one thing I truly want to say from the bottom of my heart. I have missed you terribly. I have missed you a lot. I really, really have. Um, even on TikTok, dude, I haven't been doing a lot. I'm doing a lot more now um, because I'm better. But at one point, I was not better. I was not good. I was not okay. I wanted to die. I mean, just be, we're going to be straight up and real in this podcast, this episode. I, I want to die. I cannot tell you how many countless days I just cried at my job because I'm like, this cannot be my life. This is going to be my life forever. <laughs> it ain't even worth that. This pain that I keep feeling, this thing ain't never going to go away. These voids that I feel in my life. You mean to sit and tell me that they will never be fulfilled. And the thing about it too. Is like for a lot of people who not who um, think that people are just like suicidal because they um, feel like their life doesn't really matter or uh, they're not, you know, great. Here's the thing. Somebody actually um, told me that too or whatnot. Here's the thing about it. And I don't mean this in any egotistical way. I just know who God made me. I know who God made me to be. I know the value that I bring. I'm just tired. <laughs> I just got to the point I was tired. I was tired of hurting. I was extremely tired of hurting. I was tired of being afraid. Of everything. Tired of wanting to do so much. But not doing anything at all. Because my anxiety was telling me something different. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. The way that I've always pictured anxiety. Is like a prison cell door. Wide open. I'm in it. Nobody's guarding me. I don't even need a key. It's wide open. The only person that's stopping me from leaving is me. That's how I feel like anxiety is. I hate that. I hated it definitely a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I hated it my whole life. Well, you know, how long I've been struggling with it, but it just got to the point. I'm like, I'm never going to escape this. There's only one way to escape. I'm probably going to be too real in this podcast. I don't care. Um, and then one of the days that I was crying, right, from um, work. I'm not going to lie. It got so bad to the point. I almost called, my finger was on the button to call Suicide Hotline. It was on, it was right on the, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing that stopped me from doing it was literally I got the most random phone call at that moment from someone that I did not need to hear from. It was an ex. Granted, it was my stupid fault for answering the phone. I'm be too real. I do not care. <laughs> I should have never answered it. That's the only reason why I didn't um, click the button to go to to the hotline and all that stuff. 
I didn't even realize it was her at first. Because I don't have, um, she's not even in my contacts. I recognized the number, though. When I was looking at it, I said, that number, that number looked kind of familiar. And I was like, yo. Then I was just like, man, if I'm going to die, I'm out as well. First of all, I was like, God, you really trying to kill me. <laughs> you trying to speed this process up, aren't you? That was my first thought. My stupid self answered the phone. Long story short, didn't end well. Ended up yelling. Me. I did. Feel bad. I don't like to be like that person. That's not who I am. But I'd be lying. If I'd be lying. I told you we're gonna be too real. I'd be lying if I said that I was not sick and tired. Of people who have hurt me know what they did. Know what they did and act like they didn't do anything. Act like you didn't do anything. Act like you even care in the first place. Here's the thing about, one thing I learned about people, especially people who have proved to you, because here's the thing about it. Saying that you care about somebody and showing somebody, two different things. They're two different things. I like to believe the people who show me. And granted, whether this is bad or not, because trust, here's the thing about trust. Easy to give, hard to ever get back. It's a very fragile thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but for me, you got one shot. <laughs> you got one shot to not act a fool, to not lie to me. You got one shot. Is that good? I don't know. Look, good thing about me, I'm transparent and I'm real. I ain't never got up here and told people or anything like that, that you need to be this certain way or anything like that. I ain't. I'm trying to. That's the thing about being a Christian. You're trying to become everything that God created you to be. I'm trying to become. Am I there? Not yet. <laughs> I'm trying, though. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing not. I don't know. But I know that's how I am right now. I usually like to, to listen to the people, believe the people who show that they care about me. Action, you know? And when, like I said, when I just see... It's hard for me to believe somebody to believe people. Oh, this is what I was going to say. The thing about that I learned about people is when people, you can tell people realize what they've done by how they come back to try to correct things or try to uh, act like they care. Because think about it. some people, they don't care. They feel guilty. That's a different thing. That's a huge, those are two different things. Between, <laughs> between <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Between acting like you care or like you ever cared, and feeling guilty are two different things. Because they feel like they had to right their wrong. Look, you just go on about your life. Be happy. That's how you can, literally that's how you can right the wrong with me. 
You go about your life and you be happy. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta pretend, you ain't gotta fake, you ain't gotta do nothing. You know what I mean? I just it's just a lot of people. And it's been a it was a repetition of people. It was a repetition. She wasn't the only person. It was a repetition of people who kept reaching out to me. And granted, here's the thing. I'm someone who I'm like I'm that kind of person. I like to forgive and move on because I don't like to harbor things. I really, really don't. I just don't like when people. I don't know what it is. I can the Lord's given me a gift to be able to pick up on people's vibes and energy and to see if they're genuine or not. And when I just see people still just wanting to use me or wanting to, you know. Whatever the the case may be. And you hurt me. I'm not talking about like no. I'm talking about a, a deep cut. I struggle with that. I also struggle with. I struggle definitely with the fact. Because I was just like God look. These people got away with it. You want to sit here and call me. And talk about how good your life is. First of all it's my fault. Should never answer the phone. For any of these people. Should have never. But you want to sit there and talk about how good your life is. After you screwed me over. After you hurt me. You left me. You did this to me. You took advantage of me. Used me. Why? Why? <laughs> uh, why? 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 And then act like you ever cared. One of the biggest things I've always struggled with was trusting people. It was. Because the thing about hurt and pain, hurt and pain is birthed through love. It's not, it doesn't come from an empty void. It doesn't come out of nowhere. Anger does not come from out of nowhere. It's birth from love. It's birth from caring. Sometimes loving can be scary. Sometimes loving can be hard. For me, that's always been one of the biggest things for me. Was getting over the fear of trusting people. Especially when you see that so many people who. Um, done you wrong in the past or whatever. Are still that same person. And especially when you keep getting to like a, repeti <laughs> a, a, a repetition of like meeting these kind of people. You're like dang do I just draw these kind of weirdos or something. In my life. Some of them even my family members. And I'm just like, God, I can't escape nobody. Maybe I was just called to suffer. Maybe I was just called to be in pain my entire life. To be dealing with these voids. To be dealing with this hurt and this pain. With this fear. And it got to the point, I was like, look, I don't even see myself, I don't even see myself being here within another month. I cannot imagine myself living. This point now, I did not see myself living to see what's today's date, March 8th. 
I didn't see myself living to be here. I really didn't. I truly didn't. I didn't. I didn't know I was going to be here. Didn't want to. Thank God I am now. You know? But I, it was really at the point. I was like, I don't see myself living in another 30 days. I can't. I can't imagine surviving that. I think the first thing I said when I started this um, episode was something along the lines of, I have been waiting for this day. A day where I've, I've, I fear no fear. Fear, I don't know. I think that's how I started off with something like that. And I really have. In this moment, like I said, I don't know how long it's going to go. But in this moment, I'm really, really good. Which is weird. And kind of brings on a new fear of like, is this, this, this can't last long, right? Being really good, not just good, not just okay, but really, really good. Well, I feel proud of myself. One thing that a lot of people in my past tried to do was make me believe that I was much more broken than I already than I was. To make me believe that there was something truly wrong with me. A lot of gaslighting. A lot of making me question who I am. I always knew the person that I was. Deep down from my heart, I always knew. I always knew I was a person to be born to know no fear. That's who I knew I always was. I always felt like though I would never get to that point. Why? Because I believe what people said about me. Why? Because I was able to let people convince me that I was more broken than I probably was. Broken beyond repair. <laughs> this episode too real and I love it. Broken to the point Beyond repair. That's what I was meant to believe from so many different people. That I could never be, not only that I wasn't, but I could never be. That person I knew, I knew who God made me to be. The thing about, I know about, and I said this earlier, I think. Maybe I didn't, I don't know. One thing I know, I think that, what did I just say? <laughs> One thing I know about God and what he made me to be, I know everything he put inside of me to do. I know. I know the greatness that's in me. But my fear is not, is getting to the point where I, I, living my life and never being able, always being too afraid to try, to try again, to try to love somebody again, to try to do things again, to try to follow my dreams again. That's been my fear for the longest time. Being afraid to take a leap of faith, even if it's one more time. Because everything I ever loved seemed to hurt me. Everything I enjoyed, things like love, things like a relationship, things like quote-unquote dream jobs, all ended terribly. And like I said, the people who hurt me seem like they know the formula. They know what to do in life. That maybe I have to conform to using people. Abusing people. Making people believe that they're more broken than they really are. 
making people believe that they are broken beyond repair. I feel like I had to conform to that. I didn't want to, though, because I know that that's not who God made me to be. Corny as it sounds, I'm someone who loves to love. I don't love. I hate hating. I hate hating. Anger is something that will kill you. Anger will kill you. It will. Whether it be a physical death or a spiritual death, emotional death, it will kill you. If you let if you hold stuff in and you let a harbor in you, it will drive you crazy. And that's what it got to the point where I was just anxious, I was afraid, and I was angry. So many things that I kept remembering. And the thing about it too, whatnot, and it just felt like, God, what are you doing? Because these people haven't contacted me in I don't know how long. And it's a repetition. It's a row. Are people who who hurt me? Then the other person who hurt me more, then the other person who hurt me more. God, what is it that you are trying to show me? What is it that you are trying to show me? Because you're getting me to the point, you're backing me up against the wall. Into a corner, I cannot, I can't move, I can't breathe. Not only that, I don't want to breathe. God, you are pushing me into a corner. What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? Because you can't be a God who's trying to kill me. You're a God of love. I know who you are, God. But God, why are you pushing me into this corner? And the thing about it too is it really, it crushed me because I felt like I was never going to get an opportunity. An opportunity to really, truly show everything who God made me to be. To show the world who God made me to be. All the things and the gifts and the dreams that I had inside of me. I felt like I was never going to get there. I felt like I wasn't supposed to. Because I just felt like God kept backing me up into this corner. I just couldn't move. All I felt was pressure. Pressure to live. Even felt pressure to live. I'm sorry, by the way, too, that I'm taking like a lot of long pauses. Told you this thing is probably too real. Then it probably needs to be. But one thing I learned over this last week or so I said it before too in the video and I'm gonna say it again. Sometimes God won't bring you out of a trial, but he will bring you through. Now <laughs> I ain't gonna say all the time what not that bringing through is a good feeling cause it ain't when you're going through you wanna give up when you're going through things gonna happen you didn't first of all you didn't expect second of all you don't know why it's happening third off you're just like God are you trying to kill me sometimes God won't bring you out of a child but he will bring you through And fear has been something for me. Fear, anxiety. I told you about the fears that I had, what not about trusting people, doing things, going after my dreams and passions. Fear has been one of the things. That God has not brought me out of. But he is bringing me through. Now granted, look. I'm supposed to be happy. I am happy about it. I know it doesn't look like it. <laughs> but I'm very, ha I'm very grateful. That I am going through it. 
Because one thing I learned about myself, and I'm going to get into it a lot more in a sec, but the one thing I learned about myself these last couple of weeks is I learned that I am not a quitter. I learned that God did not make me to be a quitter. God made me to be a conqueror. I used to pray all the time, God, take away this heartbreak. Take away this heartache. Take away this fear. I want, God, I want to be the very best version of myself. God, take it away. Just go poof. But these last couple of weeks, I was truly reminded that you can really truly never become who you're supposed to be until God shows you who you are supposed to be. The only way that God can show that to you is if you go through, is if you feel what you feel, is if you spend a little time feeling angry. Because how, how are you going to learn how to deal with that anger if you never feel angry? Spend a little time sitting in that heartbreak. How are you going to know you can ever overcome any amount of great pain? If your heart doesn't break. How will you be able to ever separate the pieces of a broken heart from the pieces of that you want, the pieces that you like, and the, from the pieces that you need. How will you ever know how great you are if you are not put into a situation where you have to overcome? What sucks about suffering I mean, granted, this is elementary, what I'm about to say. Suffering does not feel good. It sucks. Be straight up. It sucks. Sucks a lot. It sucks even too because when you're Christian, because you're trying to constantly do the right thing, you're trying not to turn to other sources. You're trying to depend on the source. You're trying to depend so much on God. Well, you don't go into that temptation for a temporary relief. You don't go into, you know, get involved with these people or anything like that. You're trying to trust in God. That God's going to bring you out. Not bring you out, bring you through. But then you're just like, God, are you ever going to? How long, man? How long, dude? These people out here, they out here balling. Ain't balling and ain't even trying. Not even trying to live a life for you. And God, I'm out here. Doing the best that I can. And look at my life, God. You see all them people that hurt me? They out here winning. You see all them people out there, God, not even trying to live a life for you? Out here winning. And me, God, here I am. Feeling like I'm in this exact same spot. I've been in my whole life. It's hard to trust God. And this is, and look, I'm, 
I'm saying all this to say that what you feel is valid. A lot of times or whatnot, people like to um, make sure you know what you feel is not valid or what you feel is valid. Sometimes it's hard to trust guys. Be straight up. Sometimes you don't even want to trust God when you know that that's the right answer. Because that journey can be a terrifying journey. It can be a long journey. It can hurt. I went on the trip last week. <laughs> I know it's like a completely different like uh, jump from things. I went on a trip last week. Went to Tennessee. Here's the thing too. Let me be completely real. Be straight up. The same time that I went on a trip was the same time that some of my roommates from um back in college were going on a trip of their own. They told me about it back in like maybe towards the end of January. I didn't have the money at the time. They were out there balling. Your boy ain't out here balling. <laughs> and so I knew I was like, I oh, know good and well or whatnot. You know, I'm I'm cool, you know. I did pray to God though. I said, God, look, I wanna go. Can you bless me, God, so that I can go? I wanna go to Las Vegas with them. Vegas is dope, dude. I just like to do a lot of sightseeing and all that stuff. Vegas is... Look, my thing, I want to travel the world. I'm going to get to that, too, in a little bit. I want to travel the world. Vegas is definitely one of the places I've always wanted to go to. Did I end up going? No. Did God answer my prayer? Yes. Was it exactly the way that I paid for it? No. But was it what I needed? Yes. Last week, it was about, I think it was Monday evening. I went on a trip, flew to Tennessee. Let's back up. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday that day, I met um, one of my online friends for the first time. Cynthia. She's great. She choked me out. Literally, she choked me out. She choked me out. Because she knows jujitsu and all that stuff, right? And I was like, man, can you teach me a move? I'm, I'm just ranting at this point. Can you teach me a move real quick? One maneuver. This is exactly what she did. She said, get on the floor. No, this isn't the moment when she choked me out. She almost broke my arm. She said, get on the floor. She said, sit on the floor right there. I said, all right. And then she... <laughs> Put me in some kind of triangle arm bar. I said, man, what are you doing to me? First of all, she, she said it wasn't even an arm bar. She said it was just a triangle. But it was a, my arm was about to fall off. I said, man, what are you doing to me? You are the worst teacher. I said to teach me. She said, I am. No, you are not. Anyways, met dope person. Didn't know at the time she'd be one of the most important people I've ever met in my life. Sunday. She came down, flew down, chilled. Monday we flew to Tennessee. Now, back up about 
two weeks before that, I was praying to God. Because I was at the point, I'm like, God, look, I'm about to die. This, I can't keep going on much longer. I can't. God, I need an opportunity. I need something. I need an opportunity to, to truly see who you have made me to be. The, the person that I believe I am, I need, I need that opportunity to be able to see. Caleb, the one who knows no fear, that's who I need to see. And I prayed to God, God, do dreams really come true? Do dreams really come true? Long story short, God provided me with the opportunity to be able to just, I ain't going to say a little bit because it was a lot. To start my dreams of traveling the world, right? But here's the thing. Cynthia doesn't know this, but she's about to now. After God provided me the opportunity and I was like, all right, God, yes, right? After we booked everything or whatnot, the time that it got closer to the time I had to leave, I was about to be like, I was about to back out because I was like, God, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified. God, I am scared because I'm doing a lot. First of all, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm doing a lot of different things that I'm terrified. One is trusting people. I'm trusting this person. To not, besides, choke me out, not choke me out, you know, girl almost killed me. But one, I got to trust people again. Two, I got to be, two, I got to fly. Now, I'm going to get to that in a second. Two, I got to fly. Three, I'm doing a lot of different activities that I don't really want to do. Why? Because I might die. And it's funny because it was like, you know, I was like... (laughs) Because it's weird because at one point I couldn't see myself living in like 30 days. So it's like, one, why should that matter if I already was, you know, kind of thinking like that? But I was like, God, if I'm going to go out, I don't want to go out like this. Getting stomped on by a horse, I'm going to get that tuna sack. I don't want to go out like that. A lot of anxiety. And a lot of things. The thing, too, about anxiety is your mind can create scenarios that make no sense. I'm not going to tell you the things that I thought about that could happen. They make no sense. But if it's at least point zero 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 one percent of it happening, my mind is over. I'm like, oh, this is the end. <laughs> this is it for me. Your boy, it's up. It's a wrap. I was I was about to back out. I was not about to go. I don't care. I don't care the money that I spent. I don't care. It won't have thought while, like, you know, it would have been if I went to Vegas. But, shoot. Good Lord. I was about to back out. But, it's interesting because I think about this a lot. I talked about it a lot, a little bit, about courage, about how it takes, it takes courage to be a Christian. I'm so all over the place with this episode, and I'm sorry. But, I talked about that. And... The Lord reminded me of the Israelites and the son of the Israelites. Moses' generation and then Joshua's generation. And the thing about Joshua and his generation, especially in the beginning when after Moses died and Joshua was taken over the veins, God told Joshua, look, sir, you got to go through a lot. You got to go through wars 
you got to go through battles, trials, and tribulations. You can't avoid them. You cannot avoid them. Because it's necessary for you to get to your promised land. To get to where you need to be, you have to go through these things. However, be strong and be courageous. Now, it's interesting because a lot of times or whatnot, people like to, um, you know, like especially like in superhero movies and all that stuff. They like to paint the hero to be like this brave and courageous person, which is not saying they're not because they are. But they like to paint them as someone who knows no fear. You know what I mean? When that's truly not the definition of bravery and courage. Courage is doing something in spite of the fear. I'm positive that somebody out there, whether it be Joshua or someone in the Son of the Israelites, when they were going through, when they, <laughs> before battles, they have, they, I, I could not imagine them not being a little bit like, you know what? I'm a little, little, little scared. I'm a little scared. A little bit terrified, but God told me to be strong and be courageous. So I'm going to do it. Being strong and being courageous does not remove the fear. It's doing things in spite of the fear. That's what God reminded me of. And anytime like God like reminded me of stuff like that, I'm like, man, out of all the times you want to talk, now you want to talk. <laughs> out of all the times you want to say something or speak, now is the time you want to speak to me. When I'm trying to back out of something for my own safety and my own security, and you just want to keep pushing me forward. Out of all the times. Grateful for it, though, because it's necessary. So, the time came around for the trip, right? I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm Got to go for it. Got to go for it. Now, you would think, too, or whatnot, that, um, man, you go on a trip, man. You need to be excited. I was not until it got to a certain point. But the thing about anxiety, like I said, is it, you can create so many different scenarios in, my, in your head, and it makes complete sense. And I thought literally everything that I thought about was going to happen. So... Monday around 4 o'clock, right? We headed to the airport. First of all, security in airports, y'all suck. I'm being straight up. I'm 100% honest. Y'all suck. Y'all stink. RDU? RDU airport? Security? Big black man that tossed my bag? <laughs> that tossed my bag and then my body was exploded? You suck. I'm supposed to forgive you. I do. But you owe me body wash and toothpaste. God, dog. Anyways, when I got through security after them just treating me like I was a full-blown terrorist, um, we got to the gate, you know, sat down and chilled, and I was like, I was feeling okay. And then until I went to go charge my phone, and then literally outside the window, I'd never been that close to a plane, right? I've never been that close to a plane. When I saw that big sucker, what I was supposed to ride in, I was like, God, no. Mm -mm. I'm going back. <laughs> I don't care if I have to go past security. I don't care. I'm going back. I'm not. I am not. I had to hang out with someone had that picture um, I took. God, I'm not doing this. Ain't no way. I texted. I was texting people that I knew. I said, like, hey, man, look, you, you need to pay for me because... I, I might not make it. My anxiety, long story short, was going crazy, right? <sighs> Once again, I heard be strong and be courageous. Oh, God. God, why you got to talk now? <laughs> I'm not going against you, God, so why you got to talk now? 
Why can't you just be like, you know what, my child, you know what, it's okay. You can back out. You can quit. I'm not going to pressure you, you know, to be, you know, that when I was talking about earlier, what not about feeling like you're being back into a corner and just long story short, just that word being pressure, that feeling being pressure. He could easily been like, I'm not going, man. The joy and the peace that you're looking for, I'm going to give it to you right now. You just head out the airport and all that stuff. You can just quit. You'll be good, right? All the lessons that I want you to learn on this trip, I'll just give it to you right now. Kaboom. Boom, on the head. I was like, God, why couldn't you just do that? Be strong and be courageous. It came time. <laughs> it came time to fly. Now, I was still anxious, definitely. But it was something about, I don't know what it was. It was at nighttime, by the way. It was something about when I actually got on the plane and I put my um, bag in the um, overhead thing. And I sat down and I sat by the window. I don't know what hit me. But I began to cry. Not out of fear. Not out of like, you know, like having like a panic or anxiety attack, nothing like that. I started crying. Because I was overwhelmed. Because a thought came back to me when I was walking to that plane. I remember years ago, and I still, I used to do it even before, you know, like literally (laughs) 24 years old. But I was about five years old, right? Let's just say that. Where I used to stay, like with my childhood home, it was like out there in the woods, right? So it was just like, what I loved about it, there was no tall buildings or nothing like that. It was the stars at nighttime. I loved it, dude. Um, and I remember I would just sit out there and I would just look at them. Just look at the stars. And then anytime I would see a plane like fly overhead, my little self would be like, I'm going to ride you one day. I'm going to ride you one day. I did not talk like that. I don't know why I did my voice like that. I and I just and I was just like that's the dream, you know, that's the dream. Even till till I was twenty four, I'm twenty four now. Even till then, I always would look at the stars. I'm kind of more in the city now, but still look at the stars if I can. Anytime I see an airplane, look up. I'm gonna ride you one day. That was a dream. The dream to get over that fear, and to be able to truly see the world in a different light. To be able just to look out the window and just be like, wow. To be aligned with the stars. To be able to see so much more of the world when you just, you're just from this small town or whatnot where people don't really dream big. They don't dream like you. Where you're supposed to be stuck. When I was walking to the plane, it really just hit me. Because I was like, because remember I said about two weeks ago before the trip, I prayed to God, God, do dreams really come true? Do you really care about our hopes and dreams? Or God, are you just trying to pressure me to the point where I just give up life? Because what I feel, this fear, this anxiety, this heartbreak, this pain, these voids that just feel like they won't go away, this pain that I can't even articulate, God, I feel like that's me. That pain. Everything that I feel in this moment, that's who I am. 
God, I'm not the person that I believe that I was. I'm not the person that I believe I can be who you made me to be. I was wrong. I pray, God, the dreams really come true. When I was walking on that plane and I sat down, I just started crying. Because I was like, dreams really do come true. Because for the first time in probably maybe about 15 years, it was a moment where I knew no fear. It was a moment where the thing about it, it's always a risk to everything you do. Being on that plane, knowing, you know, knowing really anything could happen. I didn't care. I didn't care. None of that stuff was on my mind. All the I, all the things that I felt like was going to happen to me, it didn't matter. They weren't even there. They weren't even in my thought bubble. For the first time in my life, my mind was on one thing. One thing and one thing only. And that was like, dreams really do come true. God, this thing is kind of cool. <laughs> God, this thing is kind of cool. Let me tell you something, though. I will say this. I didn't think about it until, like, afterwards. That is a wild feeling. That's a wild thing. When you, the, when the, um, because the plane had to keep going, making its turns on itself until it got to, like, the runway, which, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you for still being here if you are. That is a wild, because it's like, because I was chilling, right? I was just, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And all of a sudden, I was just like, like, I was like, this thing is, this thing is wild. This thing is crazy. But to be able to start ascending to the point where you are, like I said, aligned with the stars. And it was at nighttime, too. Hold on. Um, While I was there, I rode a helicopter. This is not the footage of the plane. This is the footage of the helicopter, I think. Is this the one? Yes. But to be able, because the helicopter was obviously lower, like, than the um, airplane was. But to be able to, like, see, for your world to be so broadened, to be able to be in the air and see, like, just the world. Because I always love, like, city at night. I love the lights and all that stuff and whatnot. But even... And the points or whatnot where you could just see it was just water or just land or just mountains. I'm like, God, you, first of all, God, I'm sorry for ever putting you in a box. If I ever prayed a prayer that was too small for you because I didn't believe that you could do it, God, I am sorry. I am truly sorry. To be aligned, to, I told you, I used to look at the stars all the time. To be aligned with the things that I would be looking at like that, and I can look out the window and just see like that. God, I am truly sorry. I'm sorry. Because here's the thing about it. God doesn't give you the spirit of fear. Only love, power, and sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 7. The things that I feel are not from God. Then now here's the thing about it though. The thing about it is sometimes God's not gonna remove that fear. Go back to me, solely on me. Sometimes God's not gonna remove that fear. Sometimes he's not gonna remove that trial, that tribulation. Sometimes you gotta go through it. 
Sorry, I punched my microphone. Sometimes you got to go through it. Sometimes you got to take a leap of faith. Sometimes you have to have courage to do something. Because here's the thing. Like I said, God can easily just zap. You know what I mean? God can easily do that. Zap, and things are done. I believe it was Ezekiel, though. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. Who went into the valley of the dry bones. God brought Ezekiel out there. Told Ezekiel to speak. Speak to those dry bones. Speak life. Into those dry bones. God could have brought Ezekiel to the valley just to show, just to zap, boop, just like that, to be able to show him exactly who he is, exactly what God can do, because God could have easily, boop, it would have been over. He told Ezekiel, speak to those dry bones. Now, the first time or whatnot, the, the first time he spoke, because here's the thing, it was multiple times that he spoke. It wasn't just one. First time he spoke, the bones started rattling. Started rattling and coming together. However, it was a process. Because like I said, he didn't speak this one time. God told him to speak multiple times. Speak life into those dry bones. God is all powerful. We know that. Omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. You can't escape God. You can't miss God. God can do anything. However, there are some things that you need to understand. And one thing that you need to understand is that what you are going through right now, your biggest, I don't know, look, fear, anxiety, depression, whatnot, those, those are the biggest things for me. I don't know what the thing is for you. I don't know what that monster is in your life. Those wars you have to face, those battles you have to face, I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that if God just took away the fear, if God just took away that problem, that health problem, that financial problem, if God just said zip and it was done, if you didn't have if you never had to go through, you will never know who God truly made you to be. The person that you believe you are, you are. But how will you ever know that? How will people ever know that? You are not crazy. The person who you believe God made you to be is that person. Me, I believe I'm someone who knows no fear. And I deal with anxiety. I deal with depression. I believe I'm someone who knows no fear. If you're sick and God say you are healed, you are healed. If people try to convince you that you are broken, but you believe you are whole, you are whole. Because that's who God made you to be. God made no broken person. Now people can break you. Your heart can break. But God is a healer. Who you, who you believe God made you to be is who you are. Now, I'm talking like I'm finished. <laughs> 
I don't know about Elder's yet. Because there's a couple more things I want I want I want to show you. And I'm gonna get to it in a second. I'm I'm gonna get to it right now because I don't want to keep wasting your time. Um, so on this trip, right? After you know, flu got there to Tennessee and all that stuff and whatnot, and it was just you know everything worked out, got to the place and all that stuff and whatnot. The activities that was lined up for me, I didn't want to do. Why? Terrified. Actually, we did one uh, thing while we were in North Carolina. We wrote. <laughs> <laughs> is this the one? Wait, let me see. Is this the one? I rode a horse. First of all, when I tell you that I was on my bed, Debra Dempson. When I tell you that I felt nothing more. First of all, I was out of place. And let's be real. I'm going to be real with you. Black man on a horse. <laughs> In North Carolina. Granted, it's the South. Right? When I tell you I felt nothing more than out of place. Or me and my hoodie on, on a horse. I felt like I needed like a cowboy hat or something. A lasso. Boots. I had sneakers. Terrible. Terrible. Jewels were shedding. That's the name of the horse, by the way. Jewels were shedding. I didn't notice. I actually fell off jewels. I'm going to get to that in a second as well. Um, <laughs> real quick. Remember how I was telling you about what not about like anxiety and all that stuff and whatnot that I deal with? This, one of the scenarios that was in my head... Actually, almost ended up happening because, like I said, um, I actually ended up falling. But I didn't realize. I didn't realize how, first of all, how big these horses were. I didn't realize what I was riding until I literally turned around. I didn't know they were behind me because we were at we were um, at the stable kind of thing or whatnot. All of a sudden, our tour guide rode up on the horse like he was. I don't. I don't know. Like he was in a western movie or something. Name was Logan. Cool dude. I feel like nah, I ain't gonna say it. But rode up on his horse like he was getting ready to I don't know to shoot somebody or something. And first of all, his horse huge, tall, tall. I was like, wait a minute. And here's the thing too about it. It's like you know things like horses are alive and all that stuff, but it's like that horse was moving. You know what I mean? And I was like, wait a minute now. This thing that I'm about to ride on is alive. <laughs> this thing I'm about to ride on is like, this isn't a car. This isn't like a go-kart thing. This is a whole, this is a lot. This is a thing with a brain that if he wants to, he can throw me off. I think he did actually. I'll talk about it in a sec. But, and I was just like, oh God, I'm about to get, I'm about to, I'm about to die. I don't want to get, look. Like I said, I didn't... Why am I stomping already? <laughs> like I said, I feel like I, I didn't see myself living in like 30 days or whatnot. But like, I did not want to get stomped out by a horse. That was not the mood. It was not the mood. I don't know why I agreed to in the first place. Actually, I do know why. I agreed to in the first place because I was afraid. And for a lot of things on this trip, if I was afraid of doing it, I did it. Um, but this one out... At, this one was one of the ones I was going to back out on. I was like, look, Cynthia, you on your own. You go be a cowgirl. I'm going to wait for you right here in the stables. I'm good. I'm Gucci, dude. But then, be strong and be courageous. And I was just like, God, you keep coming up at the worst times, man. <laughs> man, be strong and be courageous. So, after, and real quick too, the way you had to like steer the horse, it's kind of like a car, which is wild to me. 
it's like you know like if you want to go left you got to pull his head left right pull it right uh stop and then like loosen up a little bit like to go and when he was just explaining the, the stuff i was like i don't know a word you just said because i'm about to die i'm about to get stomped out by a horse and then so it, here came the assigning of the horses right And this man said, hey, you, that horse, you, that horse, you, that horse. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know they're behind me. You, that horse. Tell me why. Out of all the horses out there, this man said, hey, you, you got jewels. Tell me why out of all of them, I got the one that was about the size of a giraffe. This horse was huge. I don't care what anybody else says. I feel like I had the biggest horse. This horse was tall. I was riding a giraffe. This thing was huge. It was now beautiful horse too. By the way, when I was up, I'm gonna get to that too in a second, whatnot. But when I was up there, I was like, God, you really created like some amazing. I don't know if he's doing it in this uh, clip. It looked like he is. I was right there, right there. I was scared because I thought my horse had mental issues because he kept doing like that on the rail, and I'm like, this man, this man trying to eat the wood. And then they give me the they give me this horse. It's over. It's over. It's a wrap for your boy. Beautiful horse though. God man. Beautiful creatures. I'm gonna get to that in a sec. But first of all, I need a help assistant to get up there. I had to like I had to jump jump. I mean jump, dude, to get on the horse. Finally got up there, got situated and all that stuff and whatnot. And we were just sitting there just kinda waiting for everybody else to get. You see me petting it too, by the way. Because I, I was like, look, look, Jules, we friends, all right? We cool. We Gucci. Do not please kill me. Do not throw me off. Jules, we cool. So, eventually, they unhooked the horse, right? And then had to steer poor Jules. I just don't, it just felt weird to like turn his head like that. I was like, am I hurting you, dude? But we went on this trail, right? Now, I, when I was riding, right, I felt like my saddle, I didn't feel it like tilt, but I felt something like, it felt like something came loose, right? But I didn't really, I didn't think nothing of it. I just thought it was like my imagination, right? Because at some points or whatnot, like, these horses were, like, stomping. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. So I had a hiccup. And, like I said, I felt something, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. When I was riding, you know, right? Literally out of nowhere. When I tell you I folded, like, my saddle just went, like, I folded. And I felt like to the left hand side, right? Now, this is this is why I thank the Lord for provision and instinct. I thought I was Spider-Man for a sec. Why? Because my initial reaction, because there was a tree right beside me. And first of all, I'm really glad that Jewel stopped when he did because I had to pull back like that, right? But I pulled back while I was sliding. But when I pulled back, Jewel stopped, thankfully, because if we would have kept walking, I would have been in trouble. And it just so happened that there was a tree beside me. Now, granted, this tree, holding on for dear life, because it wasn't like a big tree. It was like a little, it was a tiny tree, kind of. 
and caught myself, right? Like I was Spider-Man. Like I was Miles Morales, right? Jules, thankfully, did not leave. If that horse would have started walking, it would have been a bad for me. Caught myself. Why am I still doing it like this? Like, I'm, like I'm actually, I'm, I'm reminiscing right now. I was holding on to the tree. And then the tour guide, right, Logan? He finally, I, he finally stopped. And then he looked back and he said, he said, whoa, sir. Yes, whoa, help me. And then, so we had a tour guide in the front, tour guide in the back. Logan was cool, by the way, though. Had a tour guide in the back. I don't know what the dude in the back was saying. Now, Logan was saying, hey, man, you might need to come to the front so I can, you know, come on the back and help him. I don't know what kind of excuse he was trying to make for him to not to be able to go up there. But he was making me mad because I'm like, sir, this tree is leaning and not my direction. I'm about to die. I'm literally about to fall off. This horse, I told you, was tall. And I'm like, sir, you need to hurry. Something. My arm was shaking. My arm was genuinely shaking. I look back. <laughs> I look back uh, at my friend Cynthia. She said, you all right? I said, because <laughs> I was like, yo, this right now is just wild and literally out of everybody. And then when Logan finally got to me, Logan got there just in time, but he took his sweet time getting there. There was no urgency in his walk. This man, cool, calm, and collected. Seeing me literally slide all the way, all about, about to fall on my head. If he didn't get there when he did, I, I embraced that man. I let go of the tree. I said, <laughs> because I was falling, dude. But, and I literally, I couldn't hold on any longer because that tree was bending and it was about to snap. And my arm just, it freaking hurt, dude. But, and then after he was putting me up there, he said, hey, man, look, I'm sorry about that, man. He said, your saddle came all the way off. I said, yeah, it did. And then. He said, I don't know what it was, I can't remember, but he said um, that my horse was the only horse out there that didn't have something or didn't have, I don't know what it was, but I'm like, why would you set me up like that? Granted, I guess it was good that it was me because other people were, um, it was a couple um, older women and some kids. I'm not saying or whatnot that like they couldn't have saved themselves or anything because I feel like it was really the Lord that saved me, just that instinct or whatnot. My spider senses were tingling, y'all. And... But I felt, I, out of everybody, I was glad that it wasn't me in that situation because I felt like either way, I kind of would have been, I would have wanted that to happen to me and not anybody else anyways. But that happened probably about maybe midway during the trip. And I was just really thinking. Because after they got sad on all stuff situated, I was like, I have, excuse me, this belting all over the place. I have two options, right? While I'm on this ride for the rest of the trail. I can either sit here and be paranoid. I can either sit here and just still be terrified. That my saddle is going to flip. Or I can literally just take in this beauty that's around me. We went like in the trail that we went. We were like in the woods or whatnot. It was a creek. A beautiful. A lot of creeks. Um, beautiful creeks. Beautiful water. Beautiful trees. It was a beautiful thing, man. Let me tell you something. My, my cheeks were hurting by the end of that. Because my, ho my horse was just galloping, dog. But I I did. I, I had two options. I could either just be terrified just waiting for the thing to be over. Or I could literally just take in the beauty that was around me. It was the first time that I ever realized that I have a choice here. I can either choose to be afraid. 
or I can choose to have courage. Not only that, not only not have courage, but just the script in the Bible, Psalms 23, is it 2, I think? I know the whole passage and whatnot. I think the little stripper said no one. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I could either choose to be fearful, or I could choose to lie down in green pastures and just chill and enjoy the ride. I chose to enjoy the ride because one, being paranoid won't gonna do nothing. Giving in to my anxieties and my fear, because literally what I feared happened, but I was okay. You know what I mean? The Lord made provision for me to catch myself. Could have busted my head. Cracked like that. The Lord gave me provision. Looked out for me. Said, hey, you need to catch yourself. Had a tree right there just for me. And it's interesting. Because like I said, it was the first time that I ever felt like it, there was a choice in the matter. I could choose to either be afraid or not. And I chose not to be afraid. Beautiful horse. All those horses were beautiful. When you really just take the time. And instead of like being in your head. You just experience what's going on around you. Experience the beauty that's around you. Understand and see that everything that you see God created. This horse. This mammoth of a horse is alive god breathes breath into that horse it's alive that's cool dude and sometimes i'll be thinking that god can't do anything for me you know riding the horse it was definitely an experience that i'll never forget it was an experience that I needed because it was just so much more than just, hey, this is fun. It was like, Caleb, you did it, first of all, because you were scared. But then it got to the point, hey, man, look, I know what I'm doing. No, I didn't. But I was like, hey, man, you're cool. You're good. This is cool. You're having fun. You're happy. Being happy? Good Lord. I don't, I, I, I don't know when the last time I really felt happy. You know what I mean? I was happy and I was calm. First time... Uh, one of the major first times where I was just like, I was focused on something that wasn't about me, about my problems, about being fearful. I was just looking around and I was just like, look at what God created, you know? Um, so that was one thing. I'm going to say this and then I'm going uh, I'm to wrap it up, I promise. The other thing that I did that, one, I was terrified of, but two, had just a stupid amount of fun and it was like a phenomenal experience i went ziplining now granted hold on where you at okay all right first of all first of all my pants in these i chose the wrong pants because my pants with the, the with the cable thing butt tight good lord um i chose the wrong fit god dog but um i went ziplining now, here's the thing about ziplining. When <laughs> when we got to the place, right? I'm going to tell you the part that... First of all, I had anxiety the whole time. Like, the ride up there, even just thinking about it, I was terrified. Because I was like, out of all the things or whatnot, this is the thing that, like... 
This is the thing I'm probably scared the most to do, right? When we got there, and the tour guide and all that, one of the tour guides, he was talking and all that stuff. And when it got to the point where he said, he said, and I quote, that we can't, like, hook you up to the thing. You have to hook yourself. I was like, what is it? It's a wrap. It's over. Me? Because I know good and well I did not trust myself to hook that, to hook myself up to that thing. Because, I, first of all, I didn't know what I was doing. And when they were talking about something, try your best. <laughs> um, And I even told Cynthia at one point, too. I was like, when we were getting the helmets, I said, look, Cynthia. Girl, you got to do this on your own. <laughs> Just like the, I was about to say to the horse thing or whatnot. Look, I'm going I'm to I'm see you when you get back. Or if you do. Be strong and be courageous. Lord, leave me alone. Out of all the, all the time, you wanted to be speaking to me. Be strong and be courageous. I said, God, all right, look, my death is on you then. <laughs> Grab the helmet. Got the cable stuff on. Cable stuff? Good Lord. Like I said, I, I chose. I feel like I chose the right pants because if I chose jeans, it would have been even. It would have been hot and even worse. But. I just wasn't ready for it. I I should have I should have done better. But so we get in the van. I was like, why are we getting in the van for? I didn't know it was like a ways up there to the um actually like zip lining course kind of thing. Got in the van, got there, and got out of the van. I was gonna leave my stuff like in the van and then here comes Cynthia wanting to give me my stuff or whatnot. Ma'am, I'm trying to leave it in the van. If I go flying, all this stuff is going to go flying with it. And at the very least, man, have some ID on me. Because if I if I zip line and my ID fall, y'all ain't never going to know who I was. At least leave it in the car so people can know who I was. So, it's about that. I said, Lord Jesus, girl. Anyways, um, them, there were some hikes to them zip line things as well. I didn't realize we were going to be hiking. Like, like these steep hills and all that stuff. It was cool, though. But got to the first course, right? Um, obviously, I'm listening, but I'm not listening. They tried to keep. They tried to be making jokes. I'm like, this is not a joke. This is my life. <laughs> but y'all about to see me fall off this thing. And they were talking, and so they were like, you know, who want to go first? Obviously, not me. Um, people went up, and they were when they when I tell you that they were going. I was like, yo, okay. Alright. Because like I said, my anxiety, my mind, it can just run to so many different things. And it can have so many different outcomes that are never good. And I'm like, I'm going to die this way. I'm going to die this way. I'm going to break my leg that way. I'm going to break my neck that way. Paralyzed right there. You see that tree? Somehow, I'm going to hit it like that. All these scenarios run in my head, right? It got to... Let me th- Let me think for a sec. We were like one of the, uh, I was like one of the last people to go. I think, I think Cynthia went and then I went. But when I got up there, on the first course at the, uh, at the very least, but when I got up there, I was like, okay. Because I was looking down and I was like, hmm. And I'm going to tell you what's real bad too. <laughs> is when you're like going and you're ziplining 
Like the because the first couple times or whatnot, I was nervous and I was anxious. And it, it's so bad when it got to the point where I had to look down and no good and well, I would not survive that drop. But I'm thinking that I could because it's a little bit higher and elevated than the other area I was. I was like, if I could just get to that point or whatnot, and if I could just maybe fall on that tree, maybe that rock can break my fall. It was that bad. And I just got there. I was like, mm, I don't know about this. The girl asked me, you ready? No. But luckily and thankfully, to be able to hook the um, cable thing, it wasn't too bad. And I made the, the good thing about it, too. They made sure like you were hooked up and whatnot like the first time. To be like, alright, ready to go. They say, um, boomerang. What'd they say? Boomerang. Confirm boomerang. Bangerang confirmed. After you hear bangerang confirmed, you go. First time I went. Um, I was holding on for dear life. This is not one of the first times, but, um, I was holding on for dear life there. It kind of looked like, actually. First time I was, I was holding on for dear life. I said, I was drawn up. I'm like, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not going to make it. But then I did make it. And when I made it, I was like, did I make it? Am I still alive? Because you have to stop yourself as well. Or you have to like break coming in. I was like, am I, did I make it? I'm still alive. Are we sure about this? Then it just unhooked me like I didn't accomplish nothing. I was proud of myself. Terrified still, but I was proud of myself. I just got in the back of the line like everybody else. But it was, the first time it was interesting. I was like, okay, all right. So I did this. I don't know how many more I have to do, but I did it. Cool. Second one came. And old boy said, now this one, this second zip line is the bigger brother than the other one. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Because the first one wasn't, it wasn't that bad, nothing like that. But this one was a little bit longer. I was like, hmm. A little bit, a little bit um, further down as well. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, like, I don't see any elevation where I will survive the fall. I did that. Got to about maybe the fourth one. And my, m me, volunteering to be the first one to go. First of all, Cynthia made me mad because she said, look at you. I'm so proud of you. Shut up, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I was the one volunteering. Me. I want to go first. This is freaking cool. A huge difference. A very, very huge difference. Between... Having all these scenarios in my head where I die, or I break my neck, or I break my leg. To let me be the first one to go. Not because I'm brave, not gonna, not because like, hey man, look, I'm gonna be the first one to go because if this core break, I save all of y'all. No, I wanna, I wanna have fun first. Move out the way. In that moment, I knew no fear. I didn't think about it, though, because I was just in the moment. You follow? I was in the moment. About the fourth time when I ziplined, 
I was a lot more looser. Because you have two options when you're on the zip line. You can either hold on for dear life or literally you can just let loose and be. Fourth time I went, I I don't know if that was the fast one. Well, they, were, they all were fast. One of them, we were going like about 45, 50 miles per hour. But I don't think it was that one. But it was, I think it was the fourth one. It was the first time I was relaxed and I just looked and I was like, this is freaking cool. Seeing all the trees, seeing just like how far down we were and all that stuff and whatnot. And just being able to have just a huge view. Being able to have fun. Feel the wind on my face. Not be thinking about anything. Actually feel the wind on my face. And just take, just like I was riding the horse. Take all the scenery around me. Absorb everything. Absorb where I was. I ain't gonna lie, there were some dead trees though. <laughs> but just be able to absorb everything that was around me. And I'm just like, wow, God. All these trees, first of all, God, you created them. You know that tree's name. You know that tree's name. You know how many limbs that tree has. You know how many leaves are going to grow on that tree. In that moment. I didn't think about it in the moment. Because like I said, I was just caught up in the moment. But in that moment, I was the person that I believed that I was. I was the one who knew no fear. I was the one that trusted in something. Trusted in people. Trusted that whoever made this zip line was going to help get me to the other side, to where I needed to be. I learned how to trust again. Which is one of the main things that you need in your Christian life that I was missing. The ability to trust. About, I, I forgot how many zip lines there were in total, but I was sad when we got to the last one. Because I was like, dang. I'm having fun. This kind of cool. Zipline. I think, I don't know if that was the last one that we had to jump backwards or whatnot. It was one of them. But. I was just like, wow. What a huge difference. I think also too, whatnot, being in a place where nobody knew me. They didn't know my story. They didn't know anything about me. There's only one person there who knew me as Outspoken Hero before she knew me as Caleb. She didn't know anybody else that I knew. No details about things, the things I may feel guilt and shame about and whatnot. She didn't know. I was free. I was free. I knew no fear. It was... Here's the thing about God. 
Put the thing back on me. <laughs> Here's the thing about God. One thing I, I believe about God is God definitely, one, he does care. That's number one. But I do believe, too, that God gives us options. He gives us a lot more free will than what we really think, you know. God will open doors on your behalf for you. However, it's up to you. Whether you're going to have courage or not to go through them. Now me, I had the opportunity. God gave me an opportunity. It wasn't what I thought that I needed though. Because I was like, God, this fear, it needs to go away. This is not, This is awful. What was meant to be a good, had good intentions in the first place was turning into a burden. Because I was like, God, look, dude. Maybe I don't really trust you. What can look to be good, I've been here before. <laughs> Where something looks good and then it comes back to bite me. Where I had to trust people. Where I did trust people. But then you see how that turned out. Well, I wanted to overcome my fear. But you see how that turned out. All these other things that happened in your past. God gives us a lot of choices throughout the day. To either be strong or be courageous. Like I said earlier, I don't know. The fears that you have. The trials and tribulations that you have. The things that you struggle with on a daily basis. Now here's the thing about me, I got a lot of other struggles. Loneliness is definitely one of them. Depression is definitely one of them. But I will say when it comes to fear. I see that God really. The person that I believed that I was. That I always believed that, I, that God created me to be. I was. I am. A person who knows no fear. Helicopter ride. That was the last thing that we did. I felt no fear. Well, again, I would have. If I didn't overcome my other fears, I would have been terrified to get on the helicopter. When we got to the helicopter, I was so excited. I'm like, this is finna be dope. Cynthia almost killed us, though. Pilot, cool dude, made the mistake of having her steer. She almost killed us. Other than that, I look forward to something. I was excited about something. I didn't have any anxious thoughts about this going wrong, that bad thing happening. Because one thing you learn on this trip of God, this road of God, is what being strong and courageous really does to you. Because even if you go back to Joshua and the son of the Israelites, even Gideon, 
Because the thing about Gideon, Gideon was an anxious brother. Gideon was an anxious dude, but the way that God came to him, the angel of the Lord, said, man of valor. Man, and valor means brave. Man of bravery. And Gideon believed he was everything but brave. And Gideon was like, look, God, are you sure that you called me? Are you sure that you called me? God, do you know where I'm from? Do you know who, the, what lineage of I'm at the bottom of the bell, God. Are you sure you can use somebody like me? And the thing that I love about God, with Gideon especially, was God was patient with Gideon. Because Gideon was like, hey man, look, can you show me, can you show me a sign? Show me a sign that you want me to do this. God showed him a sign. <laughs> Gideon said, hey, look, I was just playing the first time. <laughs> this time, I I'm being for real. Show me a sign. God did another one. Gideon was like, all right, look, fam, one more time. God showed him another sign. After God showed him another sign, Gideon was still afraid. He like, look, I'll do it. But <laughs> God, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't really know if you can use somebody like me. I don't know if I deserve that to be used in this way. I believe that there's greater in me. But God, from where I'm from, what people said about me, how people treated me, God, maybe they were right. I ain't going to tell the whole story because I got to go. I'm over an hour, I think. I'm definitely over an hour. But there was something that God told Gideon to do. He said, look, Gideon, you can even take somebody with you if you want to. If you're, if you're afraid and you're anxious, you can take somebody with you. But I promise you, Gideon, if you go down here to this camp, if you go where I will send you, not only will you know, not only will you know that the victory is already yours, but you will have the confidence. You will have the confidence, the confidence that you need. This journey that you're going to go on, you will have the confidence. Because here's the thing about the journey. Like I said, it's kind of, it's just kind of like ziplining. You have two options when you're on the journey with God. Because when you, because when you're ziplining, you had to hook up to a source. The zipline, you had to hook up to the source. You have to trust the source. And when you're up, and look, sometimes, and I ain't gonna lie, because some of the zipline courses or whatnot, you look down, you can't even see where you're supposed to land. You can't even see it. You just gotta go. Hook yourself to the source and take a leap of faith. Trusting and believing that you're going to get to the other side. You have two options while you're up there. You can either be balled up into a curl. Holding on for dear life. Or you can just let go. Trust. In the core. Trust in the source. That you put your faith and your hope in. That you stepped onto. You can choose to trust in the source. And let go. Enjoy the beauty that's around you. Have fun. Feel the wind on your face. Enjoy the journey. Like I said, sometimes you can't see the destination just yet. But you can enjoy the ride. God told Gideon, when you find the confidence, when you go down there, not only will you know that the victory is yours, but you will have the confidence. And Gideon, 
let me tell you something. When, once Gideon, <clears throat> but da once Gideon, <laughs> once Gideon found his confidence, Gideon never looked back. I can I don't remember seeing one other time, and there was a time too, whatnot, where Gideon had an army, and God said, "Look, Gideon, your army is too big. If y'all go in there into battle, y'all gonna have the y'all gonna have the glory and the victory for yourselves. You need to you need to lower your army, cut some people out." So people can see my glory. Gideon did it. Say you still ain't enough. Cut down your arm, your army a little bit more. Gideon did it. Then Gideon, then God said, "Hey, look, I, right, you separate the people who um, drink out the water like this, and the drink who um, drink like a dog." And then God gave God told <laughs> the people who uh, went to drink, and the ones who drunk like a dog. God said, "That's your army. Now watch me work." And think about Gideon, Gideon ain't never looked back. When he found his confidence, he never looked back. And I pray for you. When you find your confidence, the confidence to trust again, to trust in the source, I'm just very sorry because I know. I know. It's hard to trust God when you when you can't even trust people. Because sometimes, a lot of times, actually, we our perception of people and how they treated us, we put on we put back on God. And I'm really sorry because people can hurt you to a, I mean, to the point where you feel like you will never heal again. Where you can never bring yourself to trust again. I know. But simple, to put it simply, either you're going to trust God or you're not. You can never be lukewarm. You can't be lukewarm. When you're on the, when you're ziplining on the zipline, you can't go back. Well, you can't unhook. If you would you can't unhook. Hot or cold? Yes or no? Stop or go? It can take a while. It took Gideon a while. I'm going to do a whole thing on Gideon one day. It took Gideon a while. Even after God showed him sign after sign after sign. Gideon, I chose you. Gideon, everything's going to be okay. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to have anxiety. You don't have to have fear. You don't have to listen to those people. The people that hurt you, the people that said these things about you, you are not that. The person that you believe that I made you to be, that's exactly who you are. It took getting a lot to get to the point where he was confident. When he was confident and he was sure. But even when he was not confident, it did not stop him. Be strong and be courageous. That's what he told Joshua and that's what he's telling you. Be strong and be courageous. The fear may not go away. That trial may not go away. That battle you might have to get into. But every single battle that Joshua and the son of the Israelites got into, it says the Lord handed them the victory. All you have to do is march. Go there. Go to the place that God is sending you. Hook on to the source. Take a leap of faith. And let go. I'm leaving because I did a podcast that was... Good Lord, I don't even know what I talked about. This has got to be easily by far the longest one I've ever done. Even the first one. The first one was like over an hour, I think. Or was it close to it. This one's like going to be like an hour and 30 maybe. I'm sorry. But I love you very much. Freaking love you, dude. And I'm proud of you. I really am. It's hard to do this thing that we call life. But I'm going to tell you what Cynthia told me. 
Changed my life forever. I'll never forget this. Sometimes the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Now, granted, I don't know if she made that up. I don't know if she heard that from somewhere. That was the first time that I heard that. So I give her credit. Sometimes the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Do not be afraid to trust people again. Do not be afraid to go out to your dreams and your hopes. Do not be afraid to take that leap of faith. Step onto the source. Hook your faith to God. Take a leap of faith and lose control. If you stayed the whole way through, thank you very much. Because, good Lord, do I not talk your ears off. <laughs> I love you very much, though. Always remember love. Every little thing. It's going to be okay. <laughs>